a very good day to you. My name is Apostle Timmy Evans, the Senior Pastor of Grace Grand Christian Center, Accra, Ghana. You have come to the hub of spiritual upliftment, where your spirit and your soul will be lifted with undiluted word of God and spirit-filled worship. Continue to listen to enjoy today's episode. Father Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, your word is yes, your word is true, your word is amen. We exhort you, we lift you up, we adore you, we declare there is no one like you. We declare you are God, we declare you are faithful. Lord, another day has come upon us. It is the grace and the privilege which you have given unto us that has ushered us into this new day. Therefore, I pray that by your power, you will frustrate every works of the enemy, you will frustrate every agenda of the evil ones, and allow your light to expose every darkness in our life. Pour out your grace, your favor, and your blessing upon us today, in the precious name of Jesus. Beloved, lift up your voice and begin to give thanks to the Lord this morning. Say, Lord, I thank you for yet another privilege that you have given unto me. Thank you for yet another opportunity which you have bestowed upon me and my family to see yet another new day. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Begin to plead the blood of Jesus. Say, I plead the blood of Jesus upon my life. I plead the blood of Jesus upon my soul. I plead the blood of Jesus upon my family. I plead the blood of Jesus against every works of the enemy. I plead the blood of Jesus against every arrows of the wicked. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pour the blood of Jesus upon myself. I pour the blood of Jesus upon myself. I declare and decree that the favor of the Lord is upon me today. That the blessing of the Lord is upon me today. The Lord will arise and fight. Fight for me and I will hold my peace. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lift up your voice and begin to talk to the Lord. Today is my day of open heavens. Today is my day of open heavens. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Today is my day of open heavens. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. Today is my day of open heavens. Whatever covenant has been made on my behalf, I broke it in the name of Jesus. Pray, pray. Whatever covenant has been made on my behalf, I break it in the mighty name of Jesus. I break it. I break it in the mighty name of Jesus. Kalabosa. All the gang up of the powers of the enemy against my, lo- my life, against my destiny, is dismantled. In the mighty name of Jesus, I dismantle every demonic gang up against my destiny, against my life, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus, lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. Every covenant erected against my life, I dismantle them by the power in the name of Jesus. 
I dismantle them by the power in the mighty name of Jesus. All demonic covenants erected against my life. Covenant with air, covenant with water, covenant with the soil, covenant with any altar. I command them to be broken in the mighty name of Jesus. I break those covenants in the precious name of Jesus. Pray, 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 pray this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Make these declarations after me. Every spiritual blockage that is preventing me from hearing from God, I command you to clear away in the name of Jesus spiritual blockages that is preventing the voice of God from reaching me. I command them to clear away in the name of Jesus. Declare it, declare it. Spiritual blockages that is preventing me from hearing the voice of God. Clear away in the name of Jesus. Clear away in the name of Jesus. Clear away in the name of Jesus. I command you to clear away in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we are prayed. I destroy every agent of darkness in my environment that want to prevent me from hearing the voice of God. I destroy every agent of darkness that are preventing me from hearing the voice of God, from hearing the leading of the Holy Spirit in the mighty name of Jesus. Yesterday I spoke about trusting in the process that God has laid before. By God's grace, I will be continuing on the part two of the message today in order for you to be able to know and understand the process that God wants your life to follow, there is need for you to be able to decode between the voice of God and the voice of Satan. To hear the voice of God clearly, you need to understand there are other powers, there are other forces of darkness that are also speaking into the heart of man. So there is need for you to have clear understanding of how the voice of God works. And the, the only person that can help you with that is the Holy Spirit. So therefore, we tear down every altar of environmental powers that will not allow you to hear the voice of God. In the mighty name of Jesus, pray, pray. Say, O oh Lord, pour out your spirit upon me and my family. And let him give me mental and spiritual alertness. Mental and spiritual alertness is what will help you to understand and to hear when God is speaking with his still small voice. Holy Spirit, come into my life. Come upon me and my family. Give us mental and spiritual alertness to the voice of God. In the mighty name of Jesus, I begin to bind I rebuke every spirit of confusion, every spirit of confusion in my life, I cast you out in the name of Jesus. Spirit of confusion that will not allow me to differentiate between the voice of God and the voice of the devil, I cast them out of my system in the name of Jesus Christ. Every sin in my life that will stop my spiritual connectivity to God. Father, arise and destroy it now. Sin in my life that will cause spiritual disconnectivity between me and my Heavenly Father. 
Father, arise and begin to destroy it now. Destroy the sin. Destroy the temple of sin in me. In the mighty name of Jesus. Declare. Say, O oh Lord, give me the grace to identify your voice when you speak to me. In the name of Jesus, give me the grace to identify your voice when you speak to me. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, pour out the grace upon me. The grace to be able to identify when you are speaking. In the mighty name of Jesus. Oh Lord, I come to you today because I want to hear your voice. Speak to me as you spoke to the prophets of old. Speak to me as you spoke to the prophets of old. In the mighty name of Jesus. Speak to me as you spoke to the prophets of old. In the mighty name of Jesus. Speak to me as you spoke to the prophets of old. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. As a servant of the Lord, I bring you into that realm where your inner eyes and your inner ears will be opened to hear the voice of God and to see things that God wants you to see in order for you to understand His will, understand the processes that He has laid down for the fulfillment of your calling, for the fulfillment of your ministry, for the fulfillment of your destiny in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Yesterday I spoke on trusting the process. Process that God has laid down. And I remember speaking extensively about the meaning of these processes, the reason for them, and the pattern God used to set the standard for each of the process, which is obedience. We saw in the book of Genesis chapter 1, one of the first things that God did was to give the man a process. He gave him a garden of Eden and God gave him an instruction. In order for you to continue to enjoy the glory, the presence the splendor in this garden. This is the process you must follow. And the process includes him naming all the animals, him taking charge of the animal, him taking charge of the land, and him staying away from the fruit of the knowledge of good and bad. But Adam failed the process. And that's the genesis of the problem of many of us since the time of Adam the Adamic nature in us has constantly caused us to fail every given process that God has put before us my prayer is that you will not fail the process that God has laid before you when you need to be patient you will not rush when you need to rush you will not be patient in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Now, today I'm going to continue in the part two of the message and I'm looking at 
the story of King Saul. The story of King Saul. King Saul was brought into limelight by the grace of God when the Israelites started demanding that they needed a new king. And God chose Saul because he had the stature of a king. He had the stature of a king. He's tall. He's handsome. He, he can speak. People can respect him. So God caused prophet Samuel to anoint Saul as a king. And one of the first tests that God gave to Saul was to set a process for him. And the two processes that God set for Saul, he failed the two. And because of his failure, God took the throne away from him. Number one process. Let's go to the book of 1 Samuel chapter 13. Saul reigned one year and when he had reigned two years over Israel, when he had reigned two years over Israel, Saul chose him 3,000 men of Israel, whereof 2,000 were with Saul in Mishmash and in Mount Bethel, and thousands were with Jonathan in Gibeah of Benjamin. And the rest of the people he sent every man to his tent, and Jonathan smote the garrison of the Philistines that was in Geba, and the Philistines heard of it. And Saul blew the trumpet throughout all the land, saying, Let the Hebrews hear. And all Israel heard say that Saul had smitten a garrison of the Philistines, and that Israel also was hard in abomination with the Philistines. And the people were called together after Saul in Giga. And the Philistines gathered themselves together to fight with Israel, 30,000 chariots, and 6,000 horsemen, and people as the sand which is on the seashore in the multitude, and they came up and pitched in Mishmash, eastward from Bethaven. And when the men of Israel saw that they were in a strait, for the people were distressed, then the people did hid themselves in caves, and tickets, and in rocks, and in high places and in pits and some of the hebrews went over jordan to the land of god and gilead as for Saul, he was yet in giga and all the people followed him trembling and he tarried seven days according to the set time that samuel had appointed but samuel came not to the to giga and the people were scattered from him and Saul said bring hither a burnt offering to me and peace offering and he offered the burnt offering and it came to pass that as soon as he had made an end of offering the burnt offering behold Samuel came and Saul went out to meet him that he might salute him and Samuel said what hast thou done and Saul said because I saw that the people were scattered from me that thou camest not within the days appointed and that the Philistines gathered themselves together at Mishmash. Therefore said I, the Philistines will come down now upon me to Giga, and I have not made supplication unto the Lord. I forced myself, mark that place in your Bible, I forced myself, therefore, and I offered a burnt offering. And Samuel said to Saul, Thou hast done foolishly, thou hast not kept the commandment of the Lord thy God, which he commanded thee. For now, listen to this. For now, 
would the Lord have established thy kingdom upon Israel forever? For now would the Lord have established thy kingdom upon Israel forever. But now thy kingdom shall not continue. Thy kingdom shall not continue. The Lord has sought him a man after his own heart. And the Lord has commanded him to be captain over his people. Because thou hast kept not that which the Lord commanded him. Process. God is a God of process. Anything you are asking from God and you are not willing to follow the process, it leads to bigger problems. Anyone or anything that pushes you or assists you to avoid or to dodge the process of God is of the devil. And it will usually bring bigger problems because the devil will complicate the process and add bigger problems to it. Now, let's look at what happened in the life of Saul here. Two years after his reigns, the enemy gathered together to fight against Israel. And there is an instruction that God already gave to Saul through prophet Samuel. The instruction was that he must not go to the battle until the priest, the prophet, had offered the burnt offering unto the Lord. And it is not the king that offers the burnt offering. It is the prophet that offers the burnt offering. Saul waited for seven days and the enemy was raging. The enemy was raging. Most time, it is when the enemies are raging that we fail the process of God. We fail prophetic directions. We fail prophetic insight and prophetic instructions. Because we are not patient to wait for God to act. As a Christian, you need to understand that our entire life is dependent on God. You have to trust Him. Trust Him for your breakthrough. Trust Him for your favor. Don't think about the problem. Think about God. And when God tells you to wait, you wait. So that on the seventh day, it remained just small hours for Professor Samuel to show up. That there, God was probably hiding somewhere, somewhere. Because God knew the heart of King Saul. God knew that he has a proud heart. And God wants to give him a chance. You see, examination is school giving the student a chance to prove themselves, to prove their skills, to prove that what they have been taught, that they have learned very well. So waited seven days. I give him credit for the seven days that he had waited, but he should have waited the end. Beloved, the fact that you've waited three years does not mean that God is a failure. If God wants you to wait for six years, you wait. Because most time we focus on our colleagues, we focus on what we don't have that our friend have, and you forget that God can even bless you in one day that whatever your colleagues have even used 10 years to gather, you can gather it in one day. And by the time you are gathering your own, their own has already finished. That's one thing we don't understand. I know couples who waited on God for years 
Finally, the, when the woman got pregnant, they gave her to triplets. So, God has a way of operating. And there is a process for everything that God does. So, Saul couldn't wait. And Saul took upon himself to do what he's supposed not to do. Performing the burnt offering, which is not the duty of the king. I am sure it is people who advised him. This is advisor. Oh, you are the king now. The time and the era of Samuel is over. You are now in charge. Perform your duty and lead the army to war. Let us get over this thing and if Samuel likes, let him come. Samuel is angry because he's no longer in charge of Israel. So he want to he want to limit you, he want to constrain you by making sure that it stays relevant. God does not need to stay relevant in your life. God does not need, he doesn't need the need to stay relevant in your life. He doesn't need your attention to stay relevant in the, in, in the universe. God is the universe. God is who you think you are. God is, God made you. God made me. He doesn't need us to be God. Every instruction that God gives to us is a process that will benefit us more that it will benefit God. Because God can see beyond our own time. He doesn't live within our time. If you are praying to God for marriage and you find a man who shows interest in you and God is telling you to wait, God sees the future. God sees what that man is going to do to you after five years, after 10 years, after 20 years of marriage. God sees it. If God is telling you to jump in and continue with him, He's broke now. He doesn't. He's not even. He's not even handsome. His head is bigger than his shoulder. But but God knows what He's going to achieve through him in your life. But most times we get carried away by the advi advice from people. You put money down. You want to invest in the work of God, and a friend comes and advise you. Oh, don't put this money. It's too much for you to put into the things of God. Don't do it. You listen to the advice. You close the door against yourself. When you start facing the challenges, the consequences of your choice, your friends will not be there. Saul was advised against waiting on God's process. Eventually, God, right that moment, but for now, listen to this, in verse 13, and Samuel said to Saul, Thou hast done foolishly. Thou hast not kept the commandment of the Lord thy God, which he commanded thee. For now would the Lord have established thy kingdom upon Israel forever. What it means is that the Christ Jesus would have come from the family, from the lineage of Saul. That's what it simply means. The King Jesus would have emerged from the family of Saul. But he robbed his entire generation of this generational blessing because of his impatience and his obedience, his inability to follow the process to the letter. My word is going directly to, to pastors on this group, people, pastors that are listening to me. Ministry is not a career. Ministry is a calling. And it is in between you and God. The success, the success of your ministry is dependent on you following the process 
that God has laid before you. If you don't follow the process, there is no success. You may pass the shortcut and have the crowd, have all the applause, have all the recognition. The fact is that when you get to heaven, what will be your reward? You may be on earth and have no church member and you get to heaven, you have greater reward. Heaven is the goal. The earth is not the goal. You are a career person. God is giving you processes that you can follow to bless your career, to, to promote yourself. Where you are today, God brought you there. God brought you there. Prophecy took you there. Where you are now, it was prophecy that took you there. It was God that brought you there. It was the word of God that brought you there. So then, when it's not what has blessed you, you have the abundance of wealth. When it comes to you giving to God, you now that is when you now remember to start calculating what you are going to give to God. This opens the door for the devil to close doors against you. May you receive the grace to follow the process to the letter. Sister, don't rush into any relationship. Don't rush to it. Don't rush into it. Don't let anybody push you into a relationship that you are not sure of. Young man, don't rush into a relationship that you are not sure of. Oh, but pastor, I impregnated her. I impregnated her, so I have to marry her. Listen to me. You made a mistake impregnating somebody. But marrying the person, if you are not sure she's the one that you want to stay with, is the worst mistake to make. And then you make the life of that girl and your child miserable. Oh, but pastor, I don't want to have children out of wedlock. In the first place, why were you sleeping around? If you don't want to have children out of wedlock, you already made a choice and you have to face the consequence of your choice. You will have that child out of wedlock. Unless you have true love and that person is the will of God for your life. If the, the lady or the man is not the will of God for your life, you will suffer in that marriage. It's the reality. You will suffer in that marriage. Marriage is not meant to be endured. Marriage is meant to be enjoyed. Marriage is a blessing. Marriage is not a curse. If you are living in a house where you are not loved, at the end of the day, you will feel, you, you, you feel so, so frustrated. And you are already in, you can't come out. So make, think very well before you go into any marriage. Young lady, Oh, he's giving you money all the time. He's helping you. He's helping my mom. He's very nice to us. That's why you want to marry him. Have you prepared for the time that his business will go down and will not, he will not have money to give to you and your family? By then, what are you going to do? Will you still be able to stay with him? If you can say yes to this, that means you truly love him. Young lady, don't let anybody pressure you into marrying. Don't let your parents pressure you into marrying. Oh, give me grandchildren. I want grandchildren. At the end of the day, they are not going to be, be the one eat, uh, collecting the slap because you rushed into what is not yours. Young man, don't allow your friend to push you into doing things that is against the plan of God for your life. It's money you are looking for. You get money. Money will surely come. Let me tell you one mystery. When you go to the herbalist, when you go to the fetish people or to a malam to ask them to help you 
do charm that will make you sell or that will make you get more money. They will check the blueprint of your life. They will check the deep things about your life. And they say, okay, maybe at the age of 49, there is wealth that God has planned for you. Wealth, favor is coming to you when you get to the age of 49. What they will do is that they will en encourage you to do some rituals, do some incantations, do some charm. The world is a mysterious place. You can shift things that is meant to manifest in when you are 49. You can bring it to your 22nd year of age. They will get you involved. They might even get you involved to go into the grave. You go and lie down in the grave. Make a covenant with the devil. And the devil will go to your future. Bring that favor in the future. Bring it to you that you need it now. And maybe as at now, that favor, that aura, they brought from your future to your present, by now, the worth of it is just 5 million naira. But at the age of 49, it will be worth more. So you brought that one into now that you are 22. Oh, then you, somebody gave you 5 million naira, your business, you did some deal and then you made 5 million naira. You are so happy. Oh, I've made it. 5 million naira. You sold your destiny for 5 million naira. So now what happened is that because you have made a covenant with the devil, by the time you get to that age 49, you are not living in penury. You are living in abject poverty. Or that is the time you will die. Because you have shifted the timing of God. My prayer for you today is that God will give you patience. Don't let anyone push you against the process of God. Anybody, anything that advises you or that pushes you against divine process is of the devil. Be patient and the mighty hands of God will lead you in the mighty name of Jesus. I bless you with the blessing of Abraham, with the blessing of Isaac, with the blessing of Israel in the mighty name of Jesus. I am not, I'm not failing. Say to yourself, I am not failing in my calling. I am not failing in my destiny. God bless you all in Jesus' name. I believe you've been blessed by today's message. Please share to bless your family and friends. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at at underscore Evers. God bless you.